Hey, hey. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Welcome to Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. I'm Kirsten Galfan, your host. I started my company, Fitness Inspired, in 2008. I have my master's degree in exercise science. And yeah, I started my company with the mission and the vision of making changes you love to live with. And I'm so excited to continue doing that every single day. And I'm going to be here weekly with your dose of inspiration, applications, strategies, and tips to make changes you love to live with. Hey, hey, Amanda, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Doing great. I am so excited to have you on again. You're my first guest that's been on two times. Hey, thanks for asking me to be on again. Yes, look at you and you're in good company because Addison is going to be on again soon talking about something she said a few years ago. She's only seven right now in trying when you try, it makes you brave. And I just said, oh, my goodness, we need to talk more about this. So you're in good company. I am in good company. (laughs) So if like people are listening and are part of our four-day challenge that's currently going, it's all about being fierce. And so this is day number four of, you know, this kind of journey. And it's, it is a journey, right? So because it's yep. not like, oh, we're done doing that. <laughs> yeah. And, and good there. Uh, so we've talked, you know, about in the workouts about fierce superpowers, kind of identifying how you can step into your version of fears, uh, standing up for our sisters, because I think that's so important. Uh, When I think of being fierce, you know, the first image that comes to mind is like Beyonce, like crushing it. Right. Yes. And then the second image that comes to mind, I don't know, this is just the way my brain is thinking, is like a tiger who's like Mm -hmm. fiercely protecting her, her cubs, right? Is that the right word? Cubs? Yep. Yep. Okay. So that's what comes up for me. And one of the definitions of fears is showing a heartfelt and powerful intensity. And I hear you use the word powerful. And I love when you use the word powerful, because when it comes out of your mouth, it just feels different to me than Mm -hmm. when I hear it come out of some other leaders mouths. So we're going to get into that. And I want you to kind of just like share what fierce means to you and how you coach, if you ever coach on, you know, stepping into that fierce version of you. Yeah, I love that. And I love, I love this word. Um, In fact, as I have been growing in my own fierceness, um, Mm -hmm. I, one time I was at the store and I saw this picture of, um, of a lion. I should, I should text it to you, but I saw this picture of, um, of a lion and I didn't buy it the, the first time when I saw it, I was like, Oh, that's impulsive. It was like, but like it does, it just re- represents fierceness to me. And it reminds me to, to be fierce. And so then I went back the next time and the pain, it was still there. And so I bought it and it hangs in my bedroom to remind me to 
um, put on this way of being a fierceness. So I connect very much with this with this word and um, my growth. I have to like put it like things to remind me to be yeah. fierce uh, around me because I need that visual reminder of just the beauty of it and the power of it. So um, I'm looking at my lion right now. Um, anyway. That's awesome. I love it. Thank (laughs) you for sharing that with us because it's nice to know. So Amanda's my executive coach. If you didn't hear the first episode, you should go back and listen to it. Uh, But she, it's nice to hear when, you know, our leaders and our coaches Mm -hmm. uh, have those same, we all deal with this at different levels, right? And so, you know, like we said before, it's a journey and we need those reminders and we need people in our life to remind us as well. So I'm thankful for you and in my life, Amanda. Uh, I, I think I, I love that. Cause I do think that even, even with that, there is a, a community piece to it. Right. So mm-hmm. I think for a lot of my life, I, um, I may have made up the story or, um, the culture or the system, like I saw as not wanting me to be fierce, like wanting to do the right thing, not cause trouble, be the good girl. Like fierceness wasn't necessarily a valued characteristic. And mm-hmm. so I wonder as a child, like, I, and I've done like some work around this, like almost like the fierceness was um, trained out of me. Mm-hmm. And I find that interesting. I think even in, in my own, raising my own kids, like seeing that fierceness and and sometimes it did, it does rub me the wrong way, but I don't like, it's like people, people pay me good money now to like help train that back into them. So <laughs> right. I would rather like, so then like, how do we create cultures and communities where fierceness is valued? Um, it and is celebrated. and celebrated. Right. So I do think that there's a community piece to it. Um, I think that what comes up for me is like, just like we, in exercise, we do our reps and um, we, you know, lift the dumbbell, we do the squats, like we spend the time. I think that certain ways of being are a lot like those, those reps. So it's like a, a weight, like fierceness, cultivating fierceness in my life is like a, a weight that I, I lift um, so I can notice when I am holding holding back and being meek, um, or I am showing up with um, an intensity towards what it is that that I'm I'm committed to. Um, I think there it's a for me what's coming up is like it's a way of being that I choose. I want to ask you a question because you yeah. mentioned it earlier, and I fierce has been a word for me that has come up several times, but this is the first time I've used it in my business and fitness inspired. Mm. So I have recently just started a fierce class on Sundays where it's all women, you know, 18 to 88. I say you like, like, let's hold a space for ourselves and, you know, to step into this and to get into that practice. And it's really interesting as I start to talk to people about it, clients and things like that. It's interesting to me that a lot of people have said in different words, like, oh, I thought that was for a certain personality type. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And you just said too, 
you think it was like kind of trained out of you. And now looking back on it, I remember the culture of us growing up as little girls, sometimes that is not celebrated and is actually kind of punished or like, Mm -hmm. don't, don't do that. Like, don't step out in that way. Uh, So do you feel like there's a value for every personality type, every woman to step into some version of fears, at least some of the time? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, I think it's a, what I wonder is like, what is um, every person's definition of it? Mm -hmm. And right. And like what that looks like for, for them. So, um, or, and I even think sometimes, um, non-visions are really good places to start. And so like, what does withholding look like? What does, um, playing small look like when it's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Okay, great. So then what does, what does fierceness look like? What does playing all out look like? Um, for you. And I think that it just manifests itself differently um, with different personality types. I think the other thing is it's it's not more like moralizing fierceness. Mm-hmm. So like fierce isn't good or bad. Like I, sh- I we don't want to should like put a should on mm-hmm. it. Like I should be fierce. Don't right? on yourself. <laughs> no, right. no, no shitting on yourself. Right. <laughs> so yes. So okay. um, we don't, we don't even want to say that, but it's like, where is fierceness showing up fiercely with intensity and passion going to help move me forward and getting what I want? And where could withholding fierceness actually be a cost to me getting what I want? So it's it's like it's a way of being a fierceness is a tool to use to help get me what it is that that I want. So I think you know sometimes fierceness can be abused or like bring about. Um, harmful things to to the world. It's like it's a it's a it's not moralized. It's a tool to use. And I wonder where our withholding of our fierceness, like there's, it's just looking at okay, what are the costs to that, and am I willing to pay those costs anymore? Right, right. I think that's a really good thing to journal on, to think about, to mm-hmm. for ourselves in different times. Uh, when you were explaining that you were kind of saying too, well, I don't know if if you are meaning to do this, but what I got from it is my nature and I was culturized or like, you know, as a culture where the way I grew up anyway, it's like women and girls are encouraged to be small and to not take up as much space. Like think about just like the way girls learn to sit and to stand. And, you know, I've done different things at middle schools and this is usually where it starts to come out and I'll have boys yell and I'll have the girls yell. And I gave, I give them the same instruction and they're both sitting there and yelling and taking up space. And it is crazy to me starting at that junior high kind of age where all of a sudden the girls think they're not strong. And they they didn't take up space and they can't, or they won't, they can, (laughs) trust me, the elementary kids usually can, but, um, they won't yell as loud. Yeah. And that comes with a cause is what you're saying, right? It it does. And, um, it's interesting. I think what I like, I work with both men and women and it's fascinating how many 
men I work with where this is the same thing. So like they, so I think it's a human thing, not just necessarily a male or a female thing. And I do think that our culture a lot of times does um, the, the validation and approval, which we all want, like that's a, a, a need for us to feel loved and accepted. Um, I do think that there is a piece that comes for girls. Like if we please people, then, and we're like, we're pleasing to people, um, then that is where we're going to get acceptance and love. And so like, I think sometimes fierceness, um, certain things, like there's a disruption that comes, that comes to it with it sometimes. Um, and sometimes that, that means like being willing to, um, pay the price of maybe somebody not being pleased with me. Um, I think for me as um, a, a, a female and uh, just, but I mean, really with everyone, there's this uh, idea of advocating for yourself. So I think a lot of times we don't do that. So you'll see like women don't ask for the raises as much. They don't um, ask for maybe like a higher, a higher rate as much, or we don't actually make a powerful request um, and so I think a lot of even my coaching is looking at um, helping people learn how to fiercely advocate for themselves and seeing that even as an act of generosity to the world, um, because that helps further like my influence in it or, but it, it, it is interesting how, how little sometimes we advocate for ourselves, but I think that that is a place of fierceness also. Absolutely. Yes. And I was just talking to a friend about this, that, you know, when we advocate for ourselves, that does not hurt us advocating for others. It actually teaches no, us how to better advocate for others too. So yeah. I think that's an important thing to think about. Sometimes, you know, we have this like weirdness around that, you know, self-care or being fierce or advocating for ourselves is somehow selfish. Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't, I think mean, it does, it's like, where, where is it coming from? I think sometimes so here's like a, a lens of, of coaching that I like to put on things is, is that request or is that advocating for myself coming from a place of fear or is it coming from a place of love? And that's just a really good like lens. Um, you can make the same request, but if it's coming from a place of fear or scarcity, like that's a, just a different posture than one of love and abundance and generosity. So that's, that's one that, that I'll use um, to know, okay, where, where is this coming from? So yeah, fears from a place of love rather than fear mm-hmm. from a place of fear. Because when I think of those two pictures, they look very different. They do. And it can be the exact same request, the exact mm-hmm. same action. But even when we're like making a decision, right? Is this decision coming from a place of fear? Is this decision coming from a place of love? It's just a super helpful um, filter sometimes. Um, the other thing I was going to say about advocating when I'm comfortable with advocating for myself, because it back to the conversation even around creating communities where fierceness is celebrated. Then I celebrate when somebody else fiercely advocates for themselves. Right. So, um, instead of judging them, or um, usually it's judging them, um, <laughs> judging them, or being being resentful 
or mm-hmm. codependently feeling like I have to say yes if somebody made a request to me, right? But like when oh, we are, right, when we're creating yeah. cultures of powerful, fierce people, there is this celebrating of like, oh my gosh, I am so glad that you just fiercely advocated for yourself. And we celebrate other people doing that, um, which I think creates, it's, it's a, there is this, I'm going to advocate for other people as an act of service. And I'm going to celebrate when other people around me advocate for themselves, like, hey, way to go. Yeah, exactly. That is so good. And then it encourages, like you said, in that community. That's so sweet. Yeah. So, I mean, at first glance, sometimes it's right in the definition I said earlier, it's a powerful intensity. It can be. And so, now that at first glance that seems like that takes energy. Um so I think it's important to look at our energy flows and things like that. You know, being able to show up in a powerful and empowered way for ourselves yeah. and others. How how do we feel around that? Like cuz I can argue both sides. Like sometimes I feel like and I don't know why, but sometimes I feel like being fierce takes a lot of energy from a draining perspective. And then sometimes I think it fuels my energy even more. So can you talk on that at all? Yeah, I think that's in- and and I I'm an introvert that mm-hmm. a lot of people would probably think is an extrovert. Um, so I um, stewarding my energy is a um, a very important thing for me to sit in. Um, but I think like when I think about fierceness, um, I think it's like a, a both and so it's an energy that I create in myself, right? So I can, I create a fierce, a fierce energy. It does not come from outside of me. It is something that I create in myself. I think that, um, then in that, in that sense, like it can grow and it can build. Um, but there also is a, a pouring out and I, so I think in, in general, for me, that just looks like, like a recovery time too, you know? So it's not like it, it takes energy. Um, but when, you know, uh, you know, as a, as a coach, when I show up fiercely for a client and I am fiercely advocating for them, um, I build in recovery time to, to my schedule and to my day to like, to just fill, fill back up. So I don't know. I think, there's yeah. like, there's a both and, right? And then being a right. good steward of my my energy and taking ownership of that. Right. I totally agree. And maybe, as you mentioned, you kind of talked about it in reference to being an introvert, or I would say I'm more of an ex. Well, I am an extrovert. <laughs> I am a good example <laughs> of an extrovert. Let's not say maybe. <laughs> You're like, the word extrovert in the dictionary, and there is my picture. <laughs> And boom, here she is. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I've heard you, you helped me coach um, on experimenting with it. So is this a good example of, tr- you know, figuring out how, what recovery looks like, what kind of flow and rhythm you can build in? Is this, would be, would that be a good thing to try? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think like getting, um, when we're, so like, let's say I come with like, okay, I'm committed to showing up fiercely and I'm going to start testing this out and, and playing with it. 
usually then limiting beliefs and some resistance will come up. So maybe the limiting, like some of the resistance you notice is, ah, this is going to take more energy from me than, um, and I don't have that right now. I'm already spending all this energy, all this other, all these other places, you know, so it's just easier to, to not. And so it's just testing out that theory um, and, but I think noticing the resistance that that may, might be, cause we create that in order to keep ourselves safe. Your, your right. brain is doing exactly what it's wired to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, just noticing, Oh, that's there. Huh? I wonder if I could test this out. So I'm going to create this fierce energy and myself, and I'm going to show up this way and then just notice, like use it as an experiment. Like, am I tired? Am I not tired? What do I need after? And it, there's not an exact science to it, but I do think, um, I think what I'd like to suggest is that we are capable of way more than we think that we are. And yes, we have limits, but I'd like to, I want to test those out as much as possible, if that makes sense. Oh, definitely. Like, let's push up against that wall because right? that's where we grow. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think that's a great place to end. Do you have any nugget or an invitation for a small step we can practice today or this week? Yes. So um, what I might suggest is to, so fierceness is a way of being that we create and we create that from our beliefs. So I might um, invite you to take some time and just make a list of what are the beliefs that then create that um, that that emotion of fierceness or that energy of fierceness for me? So um, it might be like, I am powerful. I am worth it. What I am doing matters. Um, just all sorts of like, what are the beliefs? Um, the things that I will say to myself, the way that I speak to myself, my inner dialogue that creates that posture, that place of, of fierceness, um, because then that's what you'll you'll use to create that energy for yourself. Yay, I love it. And I can't help but think about all the people I've worked with that feel like, you know, exercise is too hard for them or they can't mm. wake up in the morning. But when they actually step into it and when they are committed to doing it, even for a shorter time as a month, yeah. Being committed to one month of trying out, going all in, they realize that even though, yes, we're giving energy when we show up in the morning, later and throughout their day and throughout their month, they actually are enabling themselves to have more energy and to yeah. be in a better mood and to be fierce when they want to be fierce, right? Yes, absolutely. And so many different areas, right? Like that. Yeah that power and that strength translates. And so not only am I fierce by getting up and working out in the morning, but I might be fierce with my business and fierce and courageous and parenting my kid. You know, it, it, it leaks into everything. Amen. So true. Well, thank you again, Amanda. You are awesome. And I just appreciate you. And I know that people are going to get so much value. They did from the first podcast. And like I said, Amanda's my executive coach. So reach out to me if you want to be coached by her too. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you so much for, for having me on. I appreciate you very much too and all that you're doing. I've like actually started working out like way more since we started <laughs> coaching. So thank you for inspiring me.
That's right. Awesome. Talk to you later, girl. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Making Changes You Love to Live With Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe. It's completely free. And share this with a friend. You never know when you could just make their day. And last thing is get on our list for our hump day inspiration. And that can be found at livefitnessinspired.com. All of this is free. Have a great day and I'll talk to you next week.